Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to, sadly, uh, the final episode of Previously on Watchmen. Yes, that is it. It is all over. It's done and dusted. How are you feeling? I mean, where to even begin? Can I just, I mean, I've just got to give just a round of applause to everybody involved in Watchmen. It's not often that you get a, a TV series that manages to ask so many questions, uh, raise so many issues, and solve them all in such a satisfying, beautifully crafted, and visually exciting way. The storytelling involved that we've just witnessed over what's only been nine episodes has just been extraordinary. I started off this series probably the same as everybody, kind of questioning how uh, and why Lindelof was going to tackle Watchmen, how he can make it relevant for 2019, and also for the first few episodes, just thinking, what the hell is going on? This is crazy. It was like nothing that I'd ever seen. I think that was what made it so special, was the fact it felt so distinct and just completely set apart from anything else we're currently watching on television, which is no mean feat considering how much great television there is around. To start off about superheroes and masks, and then for us slowly to realise it's got nothing to do with superheroes. Really, it's about race. It's about the hellhole that slavery has created in America and that is still existing in there. And then towards the end, you realise that it is all about love. There are so many great things to take away from the final episode. I don't, I don't know where to start. Should we have a bit of a recap? There's not a lot to say really about it. It was, it was just so good. You were, I mean, you know, you've seen it. So let's just, let's do the recap and maybe just, just kind of like salute it one more time. Here we go. Watchmen season one, episode nine. See how they fly. As we enter the final chapter of watching the Watchmen, let us begin. Adrian Veidt delivers a speech direct to camera. He states that if all has gone to plan, it's now January the 21st, 1993. He addresses Robert, congratulating him on being inaugurated as President Redford. 
He then continued from his script by pointing out he's recording this message on November the 1st, 1985, and understands the new president may have a few questions about how Adrian could have known about the inauguration. I didn't predict it, he continues. I planned it. He goes on to the fact that nuclear war between the USA and Russia is imminent and the end of everything is nigh. As he talks, we follow a young Vietnamese woman pushing a cleaning cart around his lab facility. Adrian states he'll use a weapon more powerful than any atomic device to stop the threat of war, namely fear. The lady enters an office and very suspiciously closes the door behind her. Inside, she boots up a brilliantly old computer and begins frantically tapping at the keyboard, pops in the secure password and smiles as a false panel behind her opens to reveal a collection of vials containing Adrian Veidt's semen. She takes one numbered 2346, replaces it with a vial containing skincare product before shutting the panel and logging out. The woman opens a case up, places the vial into a shiny silver contraption, sits back before a portrait of Alexander the Great and injects herself. Well, sort of. Cut to a snowstorm in a desolate landscape. It's 2008 and a figure hammers upon the metallic circular door to Adrian's secret lair. When he opens it, the figure reveals herself as a young woman. Adrian's dismissive, believing her to be a fan, but Lady True stops him by revealing she knows about the manufactured giant psychic squid that killed three million people, declaring him the smartest man in the world. Interest piqued, he asks the woman who she is. I'm the smartest woman in the world, she replies, and that she simply wanted to thank him. Out of the storm, Adrian pours tea and moans about being snubbed by President Redford. Behind them, the machine that spills thousands of tiny squid across the globe kicks into life. Lady True declares it impressive, but adds that it's also a rerun, pointing out Adrian is still playing the same tune he was knocking out 20 years earlier. He's visibly taken aback. Adrian declares that without his constant reminder, the nuclear weapons of the world would soon point at each other again. Looking to pique Adrian's interest further, Lady True asks what if she could make every nuclear weapon disappear. He mockingly states that if that could be done, he'd already done it. She reminds him that he's just a man with limitations. Adrian twigs she's in town hoping he can contact Dr. Manhattan on Mars. Lady True notes that the dock is not on Mars, but is actually hiding on a moon of Jupiter based upon a radioactive frequency pinging from Europa that's been found by her launched space probe. Adrian asks what happens when she confirms Dr. Manhattan is indeed on Europa. Does she sell the story to the tabloids? No, she answers. I shall destroy him, take his power and fix the world. She's already designed the machine to bump off the dock and transfer the power, but lacks the cash to build it, revealing she's in town hoping to borrow $42 billion and probably set up some sort of instalment plan over a few thousand years, I would imagine. $42 billion. Adrian asks why she expects him to stump up the moolah, and the first perfectly timed bombshell of the finale lands dead centre, as Lady True replies, because I am your daughter. Adrian declares it impossible as he's a virgin who follows the code of Alexander the Great. She calmly points out the portrait of Great Alex, adding a tasty little detail about the hidden fridge behind it. She holds out her hand and introduces herself as Sample 2346, a.k.a. True. She fills him in on the actions of her mother, Bian. Adrian declares her mother a thief and offers her nothing other than the promise he will never call her daughter. Cut to that prison cell he's in. Adrian pretends to blow the candles out in a cake of mud when around him the ground begins to shake. Looking from his barred window, he spots a spacecraft lowering to the ground, shifts his bed revealing a secret passage and descends. Emerging from the ground, he watches the ship land and a door open. His approach is interrupted by the arrival of the game warden on horseback and armed. A command to return to his cell is ignored by Adrian, who instead continues to approach the door of the huge craft. The game warden points a rifle. 
Adrian walks and the rifle fires. Adrian falls, shot. As the game warden stands over the fallen Vite, Adrian opens his eyes, grins and shows him the bullet, caught beautifully between his thumb and forefinger. He delivers a kick, dropping the game warden, stands and continues for the craft. A warning shout finds Vite's ears from a group of the approaching servant clones as the game warden ploughs into his back and knocks him to the floor before straddling him and landing punch after punch to Adrian's face, reeling off the mantra, I will not let you go. A sudden pain stops him dead, literally. Adrian pulls the blooded pointed end of his weapon from the game warden's torso and kicks him off. He cradles the stricken warden in his final moments. The game warden asks why he made him wear a mask. Adrian replies that the masks make men cruel, and having a worthy adversary kept him sane. Mask removed, the dying clone asks if he was indeed a worthy adversary. No, says Adrian. Oh, okay. He walks between the gathered clones to the waiting ship as they bid him farewell. The last clone places his Ozymandias crown upon his head and wishes him Godspeed. Adrian enters the ship and is welcomed by a computerised voice. They launch from the surface of Europa and drift into space. As he glides away, we see the full message, Save me, daughter, formed with the remains of the clones big and bold upon the surface, and he smiles. He called her daughter. He enters the preservation chamber for the journey back to Earth. Sliding doors close, he's wished goodnight, and covered in a jet of gold spray that solidifies him into a statue. The fan theories are bearing fruit. Back in the present day, Adrian, now gold-plated, he's been there all along, is wheeled to a room within Lady True's home and hooked up to a device. Bian and True are present as the gold melts away and fleshy Adrian returns to the living. He quenches the thirst of all thirsts while Lady True tells him she was surprised to see his message strewn out in bodies and it meant a lot to be acknowledged and for him to cave in and humble himself like that. Adrian coughs out that Manhattan sent him there and is on Earth disguised as a human. Lady True's unimpressed by the news, declaring she's known about that for ages, and in roughly an hour will be destroying him and absorbing his power. She adds that Adrian was brought back to witness the event, beyond the younger-looking clone of True's mother, who also happens to have fathered Adrian's child without him realising, you gotta love that, presents Vite with a change of clothing from his Ozymandias outfit, it being considered more appropriate for a man of his age. Adrian looks on in awe at the machine Lady True's built to destroy Dr. Manhattan and the group prepare to engage Mission to become a god. Outside, Lady True's clock floats across the sky. Adrian declares with ominous certainty that the end is nigh. Over at the 7th Cavalry Compound, Laurie is still bound to a chair in front of a huge cage while all around her the place is a hive of activity. She presses a nearby Rorschach masked member for information, but is stopped when his radio crackles into life and a voice states that Angela's come out of the house firing. A second Rorschach-faced figure approaches Laurie, telling her to stay cool. It's looking glass. She asks him who the cage is for as across the room Senator Keane barks down the radio for someone to take the shot. A burst of red energy sparks inside the cage and the blue-skinned Dr. Calhatton drops from nothing to the floor. It worked, says Senator Keane, then pointing a finger and declaring got you. Back outside Angela's, she beats a cavalry member for information as to where the doc's gone. The back of the compound, Senator Keane delivers a speech about taking power back. Outside, we see Angela jump from a car and begin shooting the cavalry guards dead. Indoors, Keane reels off the story about how their plan was formed, how over three years they hatched the plot, hatched, how Judd Crawford got close to the family. Keane declares it time to melt the doc down, telling Laurie he's about to become the most powerful human alive. As the party is about to begin, Angela enters the scene. 
She points a gun on Keane, demanding he doesn't get inside the pod, adding that whatever he thinks is going to happen is actually wrong. She then states that Lady True's involved and has been planning her move a lot longer than they have. She tells Keane True told her this would happen and also that she would stop it. Keane questions where she is then. Angela lets him know that she's all over the power source of the batteries and wants him to flip the switch. Keane, however, is unconvinced and enters the pod. The button's pushed and the place erupts in a flash of energy. As ears ring and disorientation kicks hard, above, Lady True's clock appears. Members of True's team disarm the cavalry with powerful magnets as True herself addresses Angela, apologising that she has to see what is about to happen, but that it was a promise made to her grandfather for justice. Laurie comes round from the floor and looks into the eyes of Adrian, wondering if she's dead. Lady True asks where the senator is, then smiles as she moves to let him out of the pod. He does exit the pod, albeit in liquid form. True thanks what's left of him for catching Dr. Manhattan. She then reads a paper from Will Reeves, where Will states the gathered people represent the senior leadership of racist group Cyclops, who've plundered and murdered in the name of white supremacy for decades. She's interrupted as a member tells her just to get on with killing them. Lady True agrees, pushes a button, and instantly wipes out the entire racist gathering. When do we get one of them buttons? Inside the cage, Dr. Manhattan places his finger into the liquidated Senator Keene that has seeped through the bars. A blue light dances across the surface of the blood, spreads across the room and teleports everyone away. Looking Glass and Laurier with Adrian in his office, Adrian realises and declares that it's his job to save the day. Back in the compound, Lady True furiously demands to know where Dr. Manhattan sent them. The doc, however, is seemingly in a number of places beside the compound as he reels off various conversations from other times. Typical bloke. Lady True determinedly tries to push on with her plan. Angela talks to Dr. M. He tells her the cage is affecting him and that he sent the others somewhere they can help. She questions why he didn't send her and he heartbreakingly replies that he didn't want to be alone when he dies. A blast of light hits the cage and begins to tear into Dr. Manhattan. Lady True, Bian, and Angela watch as the dock is slowly destroyed. Angela urges him to fight it but he tells her to move back. She tearfully refuses and asks where he is. He looks her in the eyes and says he's in every moment they were together all at once. The blue leaves his skin and we see the cow we know. I love you, Angela, he says, his last words as in a blast of light he's gone. R.I.P. Cal, John, Dr. Manhattan, etc. Back in office Vite, Adrian is delivering commands. Laurie asks what his plan is and he says if he freezes the squid before dropping him, They'll be able to fire them down like a machine gun. Laurie questions if they can save John, but Adrian states that he's positive he's already dead. Adrian says he's got no belief Lady True's going to save the world with her newfound power due to her wavering on the edge of being a raving narcissist. Well, takes one to know one. Adrian hits a button to release the thousands of tiny squid, declaring that everything within five square blocks is about to be obliterated. Back in the compound, Bian wakes Angela from the blast and tells her she must leave to avoid getting hurt. A phone rings. It's Laurie. She tells Bian they need to take cover, then asks where Angela is. Bian hands the phone to her. A frantic Laurie tells her to run with the words they're coming from the sky. Lady True prepares herself for a new role as a god. The countdown is in its final seconds as she stands expectantly in the machine. An image of Christ on the cross sits upon a nearby wall. A pain jolts her. She raises her hand and sees that it has a hole clean through it. Thousands upon thousands of frozen solid squid drop like bullets from above, tearing through everyone in the vicinity. Angela and Bian stand in the phone booth as Laurie screams at them to run. Angela legs it. Bian stays and pulls the door closed. 
Inside the machine, Lady True curses as first her dreams and then herself are crushed. The huge clock machine falls above her head and Lady True's time is up. Angela makes it to a nearby cinema and finds Grandfather Will watching her children. He asks if Cal's gone and is told yes. He's told Lady True's also gone and Will explains that he and Dr. Manhattan helped each other. He says that because Angela took his nostalgia pills, she knows everything about his origin story. He reminisces about the day of the Tulsa massacre, how the last thing he remembers seeing was Bass Reeves on the screen and how he took his name and became a cop. He recalls how when he put the hooded justice hood on, he thought he felt anger, but it was actually fear and you can't heal under a mask because wounds need air. He says the doc wanted Will to give him up as this was how it had to be and you can't make an omelette without breaking a couple of eggs. Angela questions this, but Will says the doc said she'll understand when the time is right. Angela invites him to stay with them and he agrees. Back with Vite and the gang, Adrian gives Laurie and Looking Glass transport back to the real world. It's Night Owl's original spaceship. But Laurie says he's coming too, as he killed three million people and is under arrest. Adrian laughs them off, but is laughing a little less when Looking Glass smacks him on the back of the head with a spanner and they carry him away. Angela, Will and the kids leave the cinema into the aftermath of the Death by Squid event. They walk through the littered bodies. We see a live Bian being consoled by police. At the bakery, Angela's eldest child spots her sister night costume and approaches somewhere between awe and confusion as Angela looks on. She tucks the kid into bed and enters the kitchen where the remnants of Cal's waffle cooking still lies on the floor, mostly broken eggs. She finds the device that erased his memory. Will tells her she couldn't have done any more than she did. As Angela cleans up, she remembers a moment she smashed the carton of eggs to the floor. She opens the box and pulls out a solitary remaining egg as we hear the conversation Angela and Dr. M had in the bar after he made the egg appear. Angela suggests he can put his powers into this egg and then if she ate the egg, she would inherit the powers. He says basically, yes. Angela heads into the backyard, takes off her shoes and cracks the egg, swallowing its contents. Remember when she was getting cross with Dr. Manhattan standing in her pool and he said that she needed to see this? She takes a tentative step forward lowers one uncertain foot towards the water's surface of the pool as we all hold our collective breath and wonder if she'll sink or walk on water. And we cut to black. The end. Goodness gracious me, what an emotional roller coaster. Uh, can I recommend that you guys, if, you, if you're into your Watchmen and you want to hear it from uh, Lindelof himself, there's an official uh, Watchmen podcast which is most excellent indeed and has Damon Lindelof talking through every single episode in far more eloquence than I can ever do. But just a couple of thoughts there. I mean, it was a beautifully crafted piece of television from everything. It had a few kind of Lindelof motifs there with like the silent kind of very quick cuts. Um, and the final shot of, uh, of Angela's foot on the, on the swimming pool was just, was just pure, pure drama. I loved it. It's Inception. It's, it's all those things. It's did she, didn't she, is she, isn't she. I'm going to go with that she absolutely is. And interestingly enough, there's a, there's a few articles now that have gone back and looked at the original poster for Watchmen and gone oh my god the answer was there all along and if you look at that poster it's just a very plain um yellow clock against a black background in front of it is uh, is angela a bar dressed as sister night but with the hood i think the hood down but bathed in blue light just wonderful i don't think there were any uh loose ends left the only one that i was thinking about was um was the elephant 
uh, and what that was all about. But if, if you go to the official Watchmen uh, podcast, uh, Lindelof talks about that and gives a really, really well thought out, eloquent answer as to why the elephant was there. In, in summary, um, the elephant was was kind of like being treated like a hard drive. Lady True didn't want to waste all of uh, all of Will Reeves's memories that were living in in Angela, uh, so she wanted to save them somewhere. And where better to save them onto than something that that never ever forgets? So that was that. I mean, it's, it's that kind of writing, isn't it? It's just bloody beautiful. I very much enjoyed the conversation between uh, Will and Angela, where he says you can't heal under a mask that wounds need air. And that moment, that exchange between Cal and Dr. Manhattan and Angela, where he said, I'm everywhere, all at the same time, I'm in every moment that we've ever shared together. Oh, my, it reminded me, that bit reminded me, do you remember the, was it in the finale of Lost with uh, Sawyer and Juliet? Do you remember where they'd all gone back into, into the real world and they're at the vending machine and they touched and they just remembered, oh my goodness me. Honestly, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I loved it so, so much. I just want to say thank you to Lindelof and all the writers and to HBO for for coming up with something that feels so self-contained and so perfectly wrapped up. It's not often we get that. You know, there's a lot of talk about a season two. You know, I teased uh, Yaya about it. I teased Regina about it when I spoke to her. And it's something we've all been speculating. We want more. We want more. We don't want this to end. We don't want this to end. And now that we've got to the end of episode nine, you know what? I kind of do. I kind of think, just just leave that there. Just leave it hanging and leave it there as a, as a little gift-wrapped message and warning to us all because we don't need season two i don't know what you i don't i mean i'm sure they they would have some ideas if they did and i certainly wouldn't turn down the opportunity of making another podcast about it but leaving those nine episodes there as they are just feels kind of perfect to me right now so that's it for this uh, series of previously on uh, watchmen Thank you so much for listening. I've really enjoyed uh, all of the feedback and all of the involvement. Thank you to all of my guests, from Andrew Harrison to Hannah Flint, to Yaya, to Regina King. My goodness me, to Joel Morris. Uh, I've had loads of people on. Al Murray. Thank you, Al. And thank you to all the people that have helped me put it together as well, uh, especially Jack uh, from Sky, Tilly from HBO, and uh, all of the recaps have been wonderfully written by uh, Neil Bason. Uh, so thank you very much, Neil, for doing that. Listen, I've been Jamie East. We will be back. Previously on, we'll be back. Of course it will. I just need to decide which show to do next. What do you think? Let me know. Get in touch with me at Previous Podcast on uh, on Twitter or just email hello at previouslyon.co.uk I'll set my mind on it if you do too until then though see you soon thank you very much TikTok TikTok Don't forget, Watchmen is available exclusively on Skylantic. If you've missed any of the episodes so far, do not panic. Don't panic. They've got it covered. Each episode of Watchmen goes straight up on demand as soon as it finishes airing on the Monday night. So they're all there, all ready for you to get stuck into. For more information about Watchmen or indeed any of the other awesome shows that Skylantic have got going on right now, just head over to sky.com. 
If you've enjoyed Previously On, do us a favour, give us a cheeky little five-star review, tell all your friends, particularly if there's someone maybe in your household that needs to get up to speed with Watchmen so that you can enjoy it together. Maybe this podcast would be quite useful for them. If you're new to Previously On, you might want to go back and check out some of our previous episodes. Uh, We've covered recaps of a hell of a lot of series already. There's every single episode of Game of Thrones. We've done Peaky Blinders, Stranger Things. We've done Big Little Lies, and there's loads more of them to come. If you've got any suggestions, just get in touch we're over on twitter at previous podcast we will see you next time until then you've been listening to previously on in association with sky atlantic mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.